come up with something clever to say to start the show, but I feel like I'm in a rut. So here's the show. The show is the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me is the director of all things technical, Mr. Paula Jamis. I don't I don't think I'd say all things technical. Every once in a while, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut. What, like somebody else is your director? Welcome aboard this cruise ship of technical knowledge and your director. <laughs> Just a shave and a hat away from being the captain himself. Wait, does that make me Gilligan? <laughs> I don't want to be Gilligan. I think that does make you Gilligan, because oh. you're surely not the professor. Oh, wait now. Shots fired. <laughs> So we can't be too long-winded on the intro here, Paul, because we're getting ready to start a segment here uh, of several episodes that we, we have to extend this one topic over several episodes as so that we don't get too long-winded in any one episode. Right, and although they're all related, they're all different. And so rather than getting bogged down and trying to keep things straight... We're going to separate them all out so that we can talk about each technique separately. We're going to bring in some guests to talk about each different one. In fact, we already have one recorded uh, that we did at uh, Corrosion 2019. Now, what we need to talk about is, uh, first, before we get into this, uh, Paul, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, they can reach us on email at technicalservice at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. So in previous episodes, like episode 33, we've talked about abrasive blast cleanliness standards. But what we kind of want to dig into a little bit is the different media that is used in abrasive blasting. So our goal is to have an episode about each one of the different processes. Today, we're going to start with a general overview of those processes. Yeah, so what we want to do is just kind of set it up and say, hey, listen. Abrasive blast standards, there are several of them. Probably the main four, you know, SSPC has kind of uh, organized them pretty well. And they also have a course. The SSPC C7 course is their abrasive blast training. And you can actually be a certified blaster. It's one of the many courses that SSPC offers. And you're actually seeing those courses start to be required by owners and specifications. I don't want to go down that road. One thing I do want to say before we get too far down the road is our stance as a coating manufacturer about what method for abrasive blasting hasn't changed. Me personally, I don't care how you get my one and a half mil profile. I just want my one and a half mil profile to the cleanliness level that I specified for that coating. And I'm in complete agreement with Jack on this one. In a lot of cases, there's a lot of different ways to get you there. And which path you choose is going to have to be dependent on your environmental conditions, the location of where you're at, what other restrictions you're under, and what techniques your workers are comfortable with. I want them to do it well and to do it right, but there's a lot of right ways. Yeah, and there's a lot of different decisions you can make that get into the efficiency of your blasting. And that all has to do with media choice. Now, what I will say is we will talk about that individually when we get the different experts for those different medias on, because what I will tell you is that's not our area of expertise, you know, is which way to most, like I said, 
you know, two minutes ago. We don't care how you get there, so we don't waste our time necessarily becoming experts on that process. But like we've said many other times on the show, we know the people who are. That's right. And, you know, sometimes what you're going to look at is, you know, what type of surface are you actually cleaning or profiling? And that's going to be a big indicator, and you're going to be much better off talking to the people who do that all day long, every day. So we're hoping over the course of this series to talk a little bit about some of the blast methods that we are definitely familiar with, but also get into some of the other ones. We hope to talk a little bit about dry ice blasting, hope to talk about sponge blasting, and then your obvious, your more traditional steel and mineral abrasives that you would typically see. Right. So as a preface to those discussions... Some of the things that you're going to hear us talk about, one that's going to probably pop up a few times, the Mohs hardness scale. And the Mohs scale is just really in short, it's the scale that's used to determine or to qualify the hardness of minerals or really anything. People use it all the time. And, you know, it's got a predetermined set of hardness things that you compare to. You know, hardness value of one is something like talc. You know, we go to Gypsum is number two, all the way up to diamond is number is a, a, is a Mohs scale of 10. And that's the top number. So when we're looking at things, we're trying to keep them so that way everybody can compare how hard is it that you're using. So as that's we, an important factor. Like, I guess real quick, hardness with abrasive is important for several reasons. If, if your abrasive isn't hard enough to impart uh, a profile of that steel, it's not going to last very long. It's going to disintegrate very quickly. On top of that, its efficiency, uh, depending on what profile you're trying to achieve, will uh, differ as you uh, change your abrasive and have different levels of hardness. All right, Paul, it's absolutely that time again. And is there really anything more absolute than the time to pay the bills? So we got to talk about Placite 3070LB. Jack, this is absolutely the next generation in our baked phenolic line of coatings that we have here at Carboline. For all of you that remember the Plasite 3066, Plasite 3070, and the extreme level of absolute coverage that it has for chemical resistance, we have taken that to the next step. What we've done is we've managed to lower that baking temperature. That's what the LB stands for. Low bake. Low bake. And what we've done is we've moved it from a 400 degree bake cycle down to 250 degrees. And in most cases, we're able to give you a lot of the same chemical resistance Now, there's still a couple gray areas where we have to bump that back up, but man, this is absolutely a next step in the evolution of rail and marine lining option. For more information, go to www.carboline.com, and that is absolutely the Plasite 3070LB. That's right, and you're going to find a lot of the people that we interview over the next couple of weeks are going to be able to talk about a lot of different parts of it because it's not just the type of abrasive that they use. Sometimes it's the velocity that it's being shot at. Sometimes it is the quantity of it, how much of it they can recycle. So we're going to really be diving into the nuances that each of these different methods avail for. So just to give you a clue as we talk about this most scale hardness, uh, a common blasting media would be aluminum oxide and that's about an eight or a nine on that scale whereas uh, another one that's very uh, familiar and used a lot would be garnet blasting and that's in the uh, seven to eight range yeah we see things like silicon carbide that's a nine to nine and a half so that's just about as hard as you get because i don't know of anybody out there who wants to actually do surface prep with diamonds 
Yeah, and then you get down into some other common ones that we see, uh, like a walnut shell, which is like a four and a half to five. And where you get into abrasives like that would be typically in removal of existing coatings to re-expose a profile that might already be in the steel. That's right. And that's one of the reasons why we try not to get real in the woods with you when we tell you here's the profile we need because the profile might already be there if this is an existing project all we want to do is remove the existing coatings without damaging the profile in those cases things like sponge dry ice walnut shells corn cobs now my wife won't use a walnut shells she found out last year she's allergic to walnuts so she's but not wouldn't she, in one. theory, have a uh, you know full face respirator, and it wouldn't be a problem? She should have full PPE on. Yes, you are. You are right there. When we look at these different methods, it, it's all about the end goal. And just like we've said on this show a hundred different times, every little factor matters. You know, a lot of times you're going to use sponge, dry ice, things like that to re, like we've said, to re-expose an existing profile. Whereas if you use aluminum oxide, steel grit, or shot you're typically going to be embedding your own profile. There's certain things to be said about using steel shot or steel grit because one thing that you don't ever have to worry about is imparting any kind of contaminant into your steel because one of the things that does happen when you blast is, you know, you're taking one hard item and you are increasing the velocity of Throwing it real fast. <laughs> towards another, another uh, you know, the substrate. And it can have a tendency to embed itself into the substrate. That's why um, you'll always see steel shot and grit as preferred, but not mandatory. Right. And one of the things that you're going to see is Viz1 is going to give you that visual representation of what should these look like after they're done being blasted. And that's the SSPC Viz1, Viz the uh, visual standards for abrasive blasting that we did talk about that was in, in episode, episode 33. 33. Now, what I want to take a step further here is real quick in this episode, and we're not going to get deep into it because we are going to get a little bit deeper as we go episode by episode. But we said earlier there were uh, SSPC standards for abrasive media. Those are the SSPC AB standards. Right now there's one through four. And without getting too into the nitty gritty on each one of these standards, because we don't want you to wreck your cars... The AB1 is for mineral and slag abrasives. It gives you about five different grades, two different types, and uh, about seven pages to yeah. uh, talk <laughs> about mineral and slag abrasives. But we will dive a little bit deeper into that when we have an episode that is dedicated towards those abrasives. AB2 is the cleanliness of recycled uh, ferrous metallic abrasives. So that deals with the uh, cleanliness of your metallic abrasives that you reuse. When we look at AB3, that is for ferrous metallic abrasives, and that gets into the different types. And again, we're looking at a couple of different classes here for steel or iron abrasives, and it just gives the general properties and physical requirements of those. And then uh, abrasive standard number four is the recyclable encapsulated abrasive media. Once again, a couple definitions that, that qualifies there. But then we're going to take another step further here and we're going to go outside of these standards. Uh, we're going to talk about dry ice blasting, which like the walnut shell blasting is very good for re-exposing and existing. You know, it's good for cleaning more than it is for imparting profile. We're going to talk about sponge yep. uh blasting which isn't now i think what we've done here is given you a good head start to where to get your brain 
for the next couple weeks. That's right. And as we go through these, when we come to the end of it, if we've not covered one of these in detail enough, reach out to us. You can call us, email us, hit us on Twitter and say, hey, can you give me a better description of what AB2 actually is talking about? Because we'd like to, but I also don't want to bore you because, you know, quite honestly, you guys are smart. You understand these standards for the most part, and we're just trying to bring them back up to the surface again for you. Now, lastly, I'm going to bring up, uh, we talk about not necessarily their braces themselves, but we talk about the different standards, much like we have in previous episodes, but at our Corrosion School. And the Corrosion School is coming up in August. You can find more information for that school at www.carboline.com. Go to the News Events section. Or just reach out to your Carboline sales rep and let them know that you're interested in the Carboline Corrosion School. The great thing about the Carboline Corrosion School is it's totally free. Yeah. All you have to do is get here. And then, well, you pay for your own hotel room. Well, yeah. Get here. But we feed there. you. Yeah. And uh, if you're here, then you can heckle Paul and I like, yeah, in person. In person. Bring your tomatoes. I'm a little more agile than Paul, I think, but that's Pro- like splitting hairs. Probably, but yeah. Well, it's I'm, like yeah. pick. Beating, beating the dead, feeding the fed horse. Feeding the fed horse, yeah. Man. With those tomatoes. So anyway, that's it for Paul and I this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support. Who put the line in Carboline?